Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. Here's one of my late night ramblings. I don't know about other people, but I'm just like my dad was. It is really hard for me to sleep when my children are not at home. <laughs> I'm not talking about the ones who've moved out, but I'm talking about the ones who are still here living with me. And I have a really hard time sleeping until I know that they're at home safe. <laughs> so I was sort of in and out and then now I'm like completely awake and I'm, I'm like laying in bed and I'm thinking about stuff. I like have all this stuff going on in my mind, but... One thing really is about this virus. This week, today is the, it would be at this point, it's the 17th of December. So it's December 17th, 2020. And they've rolled out this vaccine. And those of you who have been following my content for a while know that I I'm really not sure about vaccines in general. I have a a pretty steady distrust in the government generally, especially the government of the United States. I'm not really sure when I got this distrust, um, but I, I'm not just always trusting about what I hear. And I don't know when that was developed in me, but <clears throat> it was just sort of based on what I saw. And like, and, and I know this is a little bit of an aside, but I had pointed out that I, I would not trust the United States government to help me with um, like COVID relief financially, like other countries like, um, Canada, the Canadians are saying that they've received $2,000 a month if they need it. Um, the, in people in the United States have received $1,200 in 10 months or however long it's been. Uh, we haven't received any other aid, and they're talking about six hundred dollars. And <laughs> I'm sorry, and I've got I've got to throw this in because I really have a huge problem with Mitch McConnell personally. Uh, I don't know him personally, but as a politician, I have a huge problem with him. And he has been holding up this, you know, and quite frankly, it kind of seems like a bogus stimulus package. What is $600 going to do? It would not pay for one month of rent in most places 
that's not even going to pay for one month of rent for somebody who's unemployed. I'm just, and I sound really ungrateful, but I am just being realistic here. $600? They're splitting the first stimulus package into half over Christmas? Anyway, but I had heard that Mitch McConnell has been holding this thing up because he wants companies to be to have immunity if their COVID response led to the death or led to some kind of long-term disability on the part of their workers. So basically, if if a company like forced their their um employees to come to work they didn't give them proper protective equipment or anyway if their if their policies led to somebody contracting covid or having effects from that and even death they could not, they had no recourse against the company. Which I find astounding. Um, this is part of the reason why I'm so suspicious of vaccines. Is because during the the Reagan administration. I didn't realize how far back this goes. And I don't know if I heard this. I think I heard this information from Dr. Batar, but I could be wrong. I'm not sure where I heard this information, but during the Reagan administration, vaccination companies were telling the administration they were going to stop doing vaccines unless they signed a bill to make it illegal to sue pharmaceutical companies for for basically responsibility if a vaccination was botched. (laughs) Now, and we really need to do the math on this thing because Yes, while they while they do supposedly they put out all of this money, um, and I'm kind of laughing because I'm sitting here, and I have this this information like coming to me that perhaps they do get, they get subsidies to actually create the vaccine. So they're always like they're always like bulking at the fact that they have to spend so much money on this research before it is actually rolled out the vaccine. I'm not sure how much of any of that is true. But anyway, vaccination companies make a lot of money on these vaccines. A lot of money, which is really the driving force in our country for the medical profession and I'm not talking about doctors or nurses or people who I think primarily are there for the betterment of humankind, um, but a lot of it is just for profit. You know, they're just making money. Um, And so what used to be 
industry that that really was you know for the betterment of humanity has turned into for the betterment of somebody's pocketbook but not not is a totally sh- it's a total shift in intention it's like i'm not there to really help anyone's health i'm there to make money so it's like in fact it's better for me if you do not get well because i will make more money off you being sick than if you were well i started to notice this i was working in in um in phoenix for a while i started to notice all of these billboard signs for cancer hospitals heart hospitals i mean there were billboards everywhere and that that was when i you know and then like they'd built this new hospital for children children's hospital and i can't think of anything worse than making money off of a sick child i mean i'm just being real about that i think that is a really bad intention it's not to make the child will it's to make money So you got these pharmaceutical companies and they and they they got their immunity. So so you know a parent is trusting, you know, and they go to the pediatrician, they get their child shots. And they cannot sue the company. You can't sue the pharmaceutical company if your child gets messed up. And that in and of itself is messed up. Anyway, so just saying that Mitch McConnell is trying to would not sign this this package that's really kind of bogus in the first place. You know, and then as the months have rolled out, I've gotten all kinds of information about people who have a ton of money who got who got bailout money in the bailout <laughs> these companies like I'm going to give you an example of something that happened personally to me and it wasn't even that it was that much money but um, my I had signed up to go to a conference last January the conference was actually supposed to be in June and it was in it was in Canada and i had i had bought an airbnb i had paid for half of it only half of it and thank god i only paid for half of it but it was it was about i don't know at least it was around $200 that i had paid on it um and also my flight so i had paid for my flight and i had paid for my airbnb and the conference, I paid for all of it. And the people from the conference paid me back everything minus a $25 fee. But they paid me back the rest, they refunded it. And also allowed me to attend it online. I could have attended it online, but that I didn't really want to do that. Um, so, but the Airbnb, I canceled it early because the the 
there were two things that happened. The border got closed and they canceled my my conference. And so I canceled the Airbnb right away and he would not refund me my money. The The host of the Airbnb refused to refund me the money and Airbnb just really didn't care. Airbnb got a huge kickback from the government. So they, and then I guarantee you the person who owned the Airbnb rented out that space for that time and still made their money. So they took my money and then made their money and Airbnb took no responsibility. They said that, that it was up to the host. And so I fought back and forth with them and I was quite perturbed, I have to say. And then the flight, um, they would not let me transfer that flight to any other place. I had to fly to wherever it was, the original flight. They wouldn't transfer that money to any other. It was crazy. I still have to look into that because I'm not sure how long I have travel time on that, but I have like $300 outstanding on that. Um, so these companies, there was a lot of companies that really got this bailout money, but the people, uh, the United States citizens are suffering. I happen to be incredibly lucky and I have a really good job, but I, I want to talk about this. So at my job, I work for a really, really sweet um, agency. I just have to say that. And they are actually all over the US. Um, and and I've been, and I know this because I've been looking at possibly transferring somewhere um, next summer. So, um, so I'm, but during this COVID, they, I go into people's homes. So they are requiring me to wear a mask and I have to wear a mask. Okay, and if I'm in the office, and granted, most people are not in the office. Most people at the agency I work for are working from home. But of the ones that are in the office, if we have to wear a mask throughout the office, we are not allowed to to be in the office without a mask, except for if we're in our own office with the door shut. Now, if we're in the office with someone else, an office mate, we have to wear our mask the entire time we're in there. Excuse me. Um, I ended up getting in trouble with my my supervisor and I got in trouble because we were in there eating lunch and we didn't have our masks on. Okay, so then I was asked to transport a client to something. And then they told me, and this client happened to have a baby. So they said that if I were to to transport this client, I had to wear a mask the whole time. The mother had to wear a mask the whole time. The mother had to be in the back seat of the car. And all of the windows had to be rolled down. And it is winter, my friends. So they, they, they let me know, you need to make sure that, um, that they have a lot of blankets. Make sure that, that this client has a lot of 
blankets for the baby. I'm telling you, the this is one of the things that I have a hard time with. Okay, so so if you are a bar and you and you serve alcohol, you cannot you have to close your doors. But if you serve um food, you can keep your doors open. Okay, then you walk in and you have to wear a mask to your seat, but while when you're seating seated, you can take your mask off and eat. Um, okay, at my gym, I can go to the gym, but I have to wear a mask the entire time. And every other machine is is like saran wrapped off so that you can't even use it. Um, while you're at the gym, you're supposed to be wearing a mask the whole time. Uh, so it's just all of these really weird, like, this is like the, the thing for me that I just have the hardest time. It, it is just the weirdest stuff that they're saying about it, that, that just, it just doesn't make sense to me. So last night I got, I got the notice on, I got an email saying that the agency I work for is not making it compensatory. We do, it is not mandated that we take this vaccine. However, they highly recommend it. And because we are being asked and see, this is another thing that I really have had kind of questionable feelings about is that I am actually required to have visits in this person's home. A lot of the other programs that are through the agency that I work for, they can do things online. But I, and there are times when I'm allowed to do that, but I have to state that there's an active case of COVID or there's like some reason for why I'm doing this on, on an app instead of, and like video instead of in the home. So basically what I'm trying to say is in essence, I am, I am actually risking my life. If this virus is as deadly as they say it is, and is as contagious as they say it is, I'm actually risking my life to go into these homes. And not every agency at the place that I work at is is having that requirement to go into the family's homes. Okay, just saying. Um, and I actually don't really have, I, I'm in a place where I, I'm cautious and I'm careful. I wash my hands a lot. I have hand sanitizer in my purse, which is a whole other monster. My hand sanitizer is, is a, is a special hand sanitizer, sanitizer, hand sanitizer that I actually got at my farmer's market. And it does not have the poisons that most of the hand sanitizers have in them. Because most of these hand sanitizers are really, really bad for you. 
So, so I have a, a like a, a special type of hand sanitizer. So, um, but I use it between, and then I wear my mask when I'm, you know, and I'm very careful where I sit, um, especially if I'm with a client that is immune deficient. I'm like, I'm like across the room. It looks really silly, but I don't care. I'm like sitting literally across the room. And so I'm like, I'm careful, but I'm not, I will not allow myself to go crazy with this thing. And one of the things that I've noticed and is it kind of seems like the real fear is death. It could also be like disability because I've been hearing all of these stories about people who have actually had long-term effects. Like I was hearing today that heart problems are supposedly one of the potential long-term effects from this virus. Um, and so people who are really afraid of this virus are afraid of death and they're afraid of some type of huge disability. Um, I don't want to, I have no intention of passing out of my body right now. Um, however, if I pass out of my body, I'm, I, I will be moving on to another adventure. And so it's not really something that is horribly scary to me at this point in my life. Um, I don't really want to become disabled. I don't want to get sick. I, I mean, I really don't, but I'm also not going to go crazy with this thing. But so, so evidently, because of the nature of my work, the agency that I, that I work for has said that I may be able to get this vaccine, like, be, because of the nature of my work. And so I may be able to get, be one of the people that it is offered to earlier. And so, you know, that puts me in a position to think, okay, am I going to get this vaccine or am I not going to get this vaccine? There has been a lot of speculation about it. Like if you were to, to like, listen to people like Dr. Batar or David Icke or other people, um, they believe that this vaccine is just a really bad thing. That the vaccine in and of itself is a bad thing um, and has potential side effects as well, like death or physical disabilities, long-term neurological issues that would come from this vaccination. <clears throat> so I have this... Um, this person on my TikTok, you know, it's like you say, oh my God, you listen to TikTok? Well, yeah, I do. In fact, I absolutely do because it gives me access to people that are in positions to know what they're talking about. Like one of my, somebody that I follow, she is an immunologist. She works in this field and she gave this diagram, this really lovely diagram about how this vaccine works and how it was like what they did, the science behind the vaccine. And it all sounded really great. But then I heard from somebody else that, that 
there's some kind of connection or some kind of strand of the the um, HIV virus in this vaccine. Like I'm telling you, it is crazy making. It is crazy making. All of it. There is so much information on either side that it is it is absolutely crazy making. And then the other thing that I really have a problem with is is that um, people, anybody who's like me, who would actually be really thoughtful on this thing, are called moron stupid that we're not using our critical thinking like I am just supposed to trust in the quote-unquote science their science the science of a vaccination company that stands to make a ton of money on this thing With the least amount, if you think about it, the least amount of trials, the least amount of research before the vaccine is created is the best for them because it's less money out, right? So I'm just supposed to trust. I'm just supposed to blindly trust. And in blindly trusting, somehow that makes me smart. I I just don't understand the science behind that, behind the fact that I'm just supposed to trust. And so the quandary that has been going on with me ever since the beginning of this thing, that I don't know what's going on. I mean, some people say that these have tracking devices in them. I don't know if they do or they don't, but they do talk about this nano, some kind of nano um technology the you know this there's this term and it's new it, you know and people are all excited about it it's the new science and i'm just sitting here going i don't know what that is and do i trust my children with this anyway it does seem like a number of people are dying worldwide. Uh, somebody from my work recently, like today, I had, I had actually moonlighted at my old job. Those of you who've been following me know that I have worked at a candle making factory, and so today I worked at the candle making factory. When I got there, my supervisor told me that one of the workers, her brother, passed away of COVID yesterday he got really sick and ended up on a ventilator and he passed I can't imagine that he's he's not somewhere he's probably younger than I am and I'm just you know and it's not it's it's not that I want to be fearful it's just this thing is so weird. And and 
there seems to be, and, and here's where I'm just really this odd duck because it also seems to be kind of across political lines. So the more liberal or liberal you are, the more likely you are to wear a mask and believe in the science of the vaccine. And then the more conservative you are, the less likely you are to believe you're not going to take that, that vaccine and you're not going to wear a mask. It's against your freedoms, right? But I'm sitting here going, I'm, I don't know what I think about any of it. But I will tell you, there has been an aspect about this from somebody like me who people do not believe this is the case, but it is absolutely the case that I am very introverted. In fact, when I've done the test for introversion and extroversion, I am extremely introverted. And so wearing a mask has been incredibly freeing for me in a way because when I go places, people don't know who I am. So it's like I can actually hide behind a mask. And then I don't have to shake someone's hand. I don't have to hug people that I don't necessarily want to hug. I'm not a very huggy kind of person. Like if, if I know you and I, you know, I like to hug my, the people that I know and love, but like people that I don't know very well or, you know, and I'm a little bit not even wanting to necessarily shake people's hands, which is kind of a weird, I guess it may be a weird idiosyncrasy about me, but, and so there's been this, this extra, this added thing about my introversion that, that has been wearing a mask has been kind of freeing, frankly. And then it makes me wonder what happens when we come out from behind the mask eventually. If that ever, a sense of normalcy would be really nice, wouldn't it? Which is what this vaccination is supposed to give us. But here's the thing that I want to point out. And then I'm going to end this podcast and go to bed. (laughs) Part of the reason why I have a suspicion of vaccinations is that both of my children, two of my children, my my oldest son had the chicken pox and the booster, and he ended up getting chicken pox. And when I called the CDC, they, they oh, well, he got a better case of my, I'm like, no, he didn't. It's not a better case of, of the chicken pox. My son is covered in chicken pox from head to toe. And, and, um, and then they were like, well, maybe, you know, they didn't treat the back, the vaccination properly. They didn't, I mean, these vaccinations have to be in certain conditions. And if they are not kept cooled enough, if they're not, kept refrigerated enough they they may not perform properly okay so he had a bad reaction and it seems pretty obvious that he had a bad reaction to the MMR because my son after having the MMR within two months he had his first seizure 
Okay, and then my youngest son. So when my youngest son came along, I was I was like, I was pretty careful about immunizations. I'm not going to say he didn't have any, but I was very selective. And I and I feel really, really fortunate that I had a pediatrician who was willing to work with me on this thing. But the the one vaccination that I was the most concerned about was the MMR. So I did not give my son the MMR. Well, when my son was about 12 years old, there was this outbreak of measles in Arizona, which is where we live. And out of fear, out of complete fear, I decided to get my child immunized. I get him immunized and he gets so sick. He was really sick. He had a high fever, like a high fever. I'm talking, he was so hot for like five days, four days. And he had measles all over his chest. So I call, of course, the health department. I said, you know, what is going on? Well, yeah, that happens. That's what they always say. Oh, that can happen. So what does that mean? My son got the bad batch? Anyway, so basically what I'm trying to say is is exactly the same thing that they are saying. The people that, that developed this vaccine, it does not mean that you will not get COVID. And the hope is, is that your case of COVID will not be as bad as it would be had you not have the vaccination. But, it, but if you read the fine print on this thing, it does not mean you will not get COVID. And on top of it, if you have a bad reaction to this vaccine, you have no recourse. You have no recourse. You cannot sue them. Just some food for thought. Anyway, I know I'm all over the place on this thing, and I am all over the place. I don't know. Um, but I I just wanted to share the impressions that I've been getting about the whole thing over the last week as this vaccination has been rolled out. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I appreciate you guys listening. I'll be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.